0: right we we are live hey, right now with <laughs> one and only Grant warwick ladies and hey, gentlemen mate. hey dude i'm like? super stoked to have you um, yeah for, cheers for man a couple reasons, reasons. To yeah.
1: <laughs> one of the main reasons
0: blow up yeah one of the main reasons is <laughs> yeah. um, and I think what's happening, by the way, I think my mic on your end is going to be a little delayed. I hope that's not going to be interruptive or anything, but this is a special one for me because uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. So, um, I was jumping into 3D a while ago. You know, I I went through a phase of, uh, you know, trying out with Moto and, and a little bit of ZBrush and sort of like jumping ship here and there, trying to figure out what kind of software I want to use. And, and I was talking with uh, a buddy of mine, like um, Klimov, and uh, he was like, "Dude, you jump on jump onto V-Ray, like V-Ray is fucking awesome." And he sent me some some of his renders. Were so like, hmm, "That's that's kind of cool," because yeah. you know I was yeah. still sort of looking at Keyshot, and you know Keyshot is yeah, very of easy course. to use, and of and you know Moto Render, um, but there is a significant difference in quality, and the, one of the reasons is because how uh, GI is calculated, and you're obviously a master of knowing all of that, so that we're gonna talk about that, uh, obviously, because I think a lot of people are gonna be interested in, like, the differences between the renderers, because everyone's like, oh, do yeah. this, and do yeah. Arnold, no, it's, do V Ray, like, I know you have always a strong a lot of opinion. Behind yeah. Behind um, thanks, you know. So, I jumped into V Ray, and I tried to learn it, and I was like, mm-hmm. fucking, st- like yeah, the gnomon DVDs are outdated by ten years. There yeah. are some videos on the internet that say something while others are not saying anything. And it's yeah. really was really hard to grasp any idea what's up. And then I saw I I've stumbled upon your stuff and I saw the renders, I saw some people like really talking really good stuff and really explaining how good your mastering uh mastering V Ray class is. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, it's like 200, 200 bucks. It's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the the more... That, and then I saw your free videos, how how yeah. you kind of go through the whole experience and UI and, and explain things, um, how they work. I was like, fuck, this is what I was looking for. <laughs> so immediately... Yeah, at the time,
1: there wasn't really a lot of um, very in-depth stuff for the, exactly. uh, for the advanced type of things. There was a lot of repetitive tutorials out that we're going over the same basic concepts, but nothing was, and there was even stuff for like a lot of archivist stuff, you know, there was some good guys doing some good stuff, but like when it came to just like the little details, like how do they make shaders for film? Yeah. Little things like that. Like what's the difference between why why doesn't my gold look good and why does theirs look good, you know? And there wasn't anything breaking that down. And I, Honestly, like when I first started the course and everything about it, there's like artists have a certain ego about their work. You know, like there's things you learn and then people don't really feel like sharing it or they feel like that gives them an edge. And I just had no ego whatsoever because I was so heavily like, you know, just dead set on doing the boxing that I was like, I'll just do whatever it takes to fund that. I'll I'll share every last bit of knowledge that's in my brain that I've picked up, like every little trick and tip. And it's that type of stuff that I noticed when I did like glance over other tutorials just to kind of get a feel for what was out there that was missing. And it was just kind of, it wasn't like personal, you know, like they weren't revealing. It was almost like they were like relaying something else they've learned rather than teaching from like their own personal Experience, like what they encounter on a day-to-day job, if that makes sense,
0: makes a lot of sense. And you know, I, the moment I started watching um, your tutorials and and your whole course, I was like, fuck, this is so well laid out. I'm like, I was I was impressed from the get go. And honestly, one thing that it made me realize, uh, and you, we're gonna talk about that, is it's not really about the engine. It's about anything no. else that you talk about. I think you're just briefly, or you go really into details on how engine works and how, what yeah. settings to use, yeah. but your main focus in that one is really not the engine itself. It's really everything else that is around rendering itself that yeah, basically it was, is cross-platform, right?
1: 100%, it was, it was probably one of the most surprising things because when I first started the first couple of lessons, like I, it had been 10 years since I was using Maya, and V-Ray for Maya at the time was slightly behind. Mm-hmm. It was it wasn't getting updated with the same force. Now that Chaos Group's making a lot of money off the Maya version, it's you know the differences are negligible. But at the time, I wasn't sure if people were going to be able to follow it. And early on, I was like, this is making no sense. Like there's more people buying it from Cinema 4D and Maya than Max, or maybe not more, but just as much. <laughs> and I got so many questions from people early on, like, uh, is this going to be, you know, applicable in Maya? And I honestly didn't know, but then I, I had to go down a path of learning, uh, what kind of differences that there were in the software. And it was just tiny stuff, you know, like, and that was the whole point, trying to teach from a theoretical point of view, like not just saying, okay, go in and add a V-Ray dirt map and set the distance to this. It's like, okay, let's look at a material... Where is the dust generating? You know, not focusing on the technical little, you know, the little aspects of it, more yeah. just the overall theory.
0: Yeah, 100%. And, you know, uh, and it does apply, you know, the moment, so I have I finished your course, um, and I started also using Octane. And apart yeah. from Octane having some quirky naming conventions and sort of like yeah. weird settings, pretty much transferring the same settings or ideas from what I've learned by using V-Ray was working yep. exactly the same. So I was like, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense here. Um, maybe before, before we go really deep deep into it, uh, let's just God, maybe, How deep are we going here? Yeah, we're gonna go really deep, man. Falls deep. <laughs> oh <my> um, <laughs> uh, I just wanted, like, you know, we up. haven't introduced uh, uh, yourself to the audience, I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people that are watching it already know who you are, but you know, maybe if you could give us a brief history of you know of yourself, you, what you've been doing, um, your attachment to the industry, and whatnot. You know, I don't, I, I know who you are personally. Yeah, sure. Um, but I, I rather have my guests. What got me to about the point himself. where I was yeah, exactly? so you know, briefly, yeah.
1: All right. Well, I started when I was 15, and. At the time, I was heavily into sports, but I had an eye operation at the time that, like, if people ask kind of how I got into this whole industry, it wasn't my plan. My plan was to be an athlete, and I was going to be successful doing that. But I had an eye operation, and I couldn't pursue that because I had to have a bloody eye patch on for six months. And at the time, my parents were heavily into getting me into school and, you know, making sure that I finished school strong. And in my head, that just wasn't happening. You know, I just wasn't going to be doing that. <laughs> and they they actually got me a computer to do schoolwork on and ended up quickly, like, Photoshopping together seal heads onto people. I just went down a completely different path <laughs> and kind of got hooked on the whole Photoshop thing. And then it just escalated. I think there was uh, Bryce, a uh, software Bryce 5. I remember that. Oh my god that thing I just loved it like I actually got hooked on games and 3D equally which I thought was quite weird because at the time when you're young you'd learn things a lot faster that's what I've found you know it's it's always better mm-hmm. to get into things earlier because as I've gotten older my brain has almost changed the way like you you approach learning like the, you know you think like oh, you know it's just another thing to learn but when I was young I was using the The gaming and the 3D to kind of motivate myself. Like I wanted to create mods for games, and it just kind of snowballed a little bit. Uh, I started doing work experience uh, at a retouching uh, kind of graphic design firm, and the and the owner of the company, his son, was a 3D artist working as a freelancer. And he, you know, it was just this really cool dude had a convertible, worked from home. You know, had this massive render farm set up, you know, with that 50 grand. I just looked at that as a kid, and I was like, holy shit, like, that's what I want to do. You know, like, this guy is just nailing it. Like, he just gets to go around, you know, do whatever he wants. He can work whenever he wants. And it was just such a... Like, meeting him totally changed my opinion on everything. Because up until that point, in the back of my mind, I always wanted to do sport. And that's when I was really like, you know, screw that. Like, I want to work. So... I basically sat down and started modeling and I just modeled every single day, you know, like hours and hours and hours because all I wanted to do was just find something in that industry to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was heavily involved in like just trying to learn sci-fi stuff. But at the time my work was pretty terrible, you know, but I was working like a slave basically. And it was my goal to find a job before finishing high school so I actually I actually did, like, a month before school finished, I landed a job at Fuel International. It was a mm-hmm. visual effects firm in Sydney at the time. They were doing really good work, and it was really kind of, you know, those. Uh, you feel like you're like a kind of hipster indie place where, like, the building's really nicely designed. You've just got right. a group of young guys, you know, working. And that, for me, was just, you know, when I started there, I was just so into it, you know, I was just like religiously rocking up and like doing whatever I could to learn and that place, you know, just kept, it just kept snowballing and snowballing. From there, I realized that, you know, modeling becomes pretty repetitive once you, you know, once you master that aspect of, you know, hard surface modeling, it's a pretty small, narrow field in the industry. So I decided that's, that that was the point where I started to branch out and started to learn texturing, and then I realized I needed to learn shading, and then, you know, lighting, and it just kind of snowballed, so I moved over to New Zealand, got into the print industry, and, you know, just kept working harder and harder, and that was where I learned about, you know, attention to detail, and making things work at a much higher resolution than film, you know, because even the film, at the time, we were rendering, like, full HD, and then just, like, Upraising it, you know, there wasn't really uh, a requirement for a massive amount of detail in the stuff we were doing, but uh, print really changed that for me. So ever since, I've just been hooked on print and you know stills advertising, and I learned a lot in that industry that kind of you don't learn in the film industry. Like if you brought a film artist on to be a print artist. The film artist is going to have a different skill set, you know. It's very hard to kind of assimilate into print because of the expectations. And when you render something 7K, you realize, holy shit, you know, this isn't, you know, this isn't as easy as it looks, you know. It's very easy to get something like, for example, this Iron Man here, you know, and this model is not created by me. This is from David Weaver. I'm just, during the stream, creating some shaders. but you know, this render here is 2200 pixels wide, you can't really see anything. But if I were to up this to 5500 to 6,000 pixels wide, you start to notice all the discrepancies in the bump and the noise and things like that. So it's just just taking things to another level.
2: Sorry to interrupt real quick. Uh, Maché, your mic is doing the robot thing again. Uh, you guys yeah, talking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you keep Yeah, going.
1: no, I, I can barely understand him. It sounds <laughs> <it> sounds <laughs> like he's getting swallowed by an <laughs> 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 Yeah, but yeah,
2: don't even say anything until you fix it. Uh, but but, yeah. Uh,
1: but uh, I- yeah, so that's that's basically, I just went from one thing to another and doing it in like a kind of. No, I, I wasn't trying to learn too much at once, and I think that was the difference. I I learned something, like I learned how to create textures. Just a very positive impact on everything, and I, you know, I had to fund when I realized I had to fund that boxing. Sorry dream. to interrupt, Grant. So uh,
2: just, the audio just went when out. I realized I
1: had to fund the boxing dream, I, I quickly realized I wasn't. No <clears throat> worries. I'm just glad me? the technical problems not on my end this time. Yeah, I can. All
2: uh, right.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're back. You're back. Jeez. No worries. <laughs> oh man oh it's like the live stream I did last week you know where I'm like <laughs> modeling this plant and then I go to render it and V-Ray just wasn't updating and I was sitting there for 20 minutes making updates to the shader while just nothing is changing on screen but that placebo <laughs> effect kicked in where I thought it was all good and people are like I look at the chat people are like dude nothing's happening <laughs> it's just there's always something there's always something with this stuff No worries.
2: No worries. <laughs> Last I heard, was he was talking about getting no. It's just right.
1: I was just running through uh, kind of how I how I got to this point with, and now I I feel like I've kind of explained it all. So. Yeah, sure. No, no, I do, I do. Right, right.
0: <laughs> oh, god, damn it! <laughs> and we can do there it next go. week if you go. No difficulty. Failing like a motherfucker. <laughs> like a motherfucker. <laughs> um, no, that there's, there's, dude, dude, it's all good. So, uh, well, what I was saying is, uh, you know, let's start this conversation about differences between render engines and. And yeah. why? Why one of the reasons why I don't use Keyshot is because it looks plasticky and sort of like a toy, and you're for sure gonna have some some words in that. And just kind of give give maybe people a more of um uh, more of a better breakdown on what are the differences, like real differences, the not, noticeable differences, uh, you know, pros and cons. And then from there we yeah. will jump into yeah. the fact that it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. So. Um, uh-huh so you you obviously have a vast knowledge in you know on different render engines. you've been doing this for way longer than i i'm I've been <laughs> fucking learning from you, so <laughs> there we go um, uh, and what I've noticed is like my first impression was, I really like Keyshot, right for instance, uh, Keyshot sure. is super easy to use, everything is drag and drop um, everything is very straightforward, however. Um, anytime I render, it looks very plasticky, right? Oh, it looks almost like a toy, and it doesn't yeah. really matter on how you set up shaders, apart from the fact that key. Sh- up until now, I haven't been updated in, ter- in terms of like how how long I've been using Keyshot. I haven't been using it for for a while now, but yeah. basically, shader system was pretty uh, minimal uh, in my opinion. Like, I, especially after I was uh, learning from what you were doing. Um, Whoa, what's going on here yeah. with the with Go <laughs> Meetings? flipping around. Whoa. Can you uh John, can you maybe share your screen for a second and then oh actually it works now. Damn the technical issues. No may- maybe it's no, that's to, all good. It's all good. It's uh it, no it's just basically the the screen is now flipping yeah, for it's just Yeah, just try to um switch uh from from grant to yourself for a second and then back to grant so that maybe that's gonna fix it. Because mm-hmm. there is something definitely going on here that is not good.
1: You still see the Iron Man and everything?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, it's just yeah. flickering right now. Okay. Okay, make it presenter. Um but yeah, I mean basically what was going on is um yeah, there's something weird going on here. Dude, we were we were like having a stream with you and there's just <laughs> all the fucking technical issues in the world. <laughs> um maybe hmm. you know what what we could do is maybe if you share your screen on skype and then we bypass this this whole thing this whole mess yeah completely you want to do that instead of using yep. uh go to meetings sorry guys it's just no it's no it's all uh, good yeah. we're probably gonna i'm really considering switching to twitch that's so much easier
1: okay how do i how yes. do i share it on um, skype
0: there's like a little plus icon uh, in the Skype call. And then you just go share screen.
1: Cool. Got it? Yep. Nice. There we go. Okay. Easy.
0: <sighs> Finally. Not going to be the <laughs> best quality, guys, but at least it's working. Uh, so, yeah. And, and you know, that the shader system... um. Oop.
1: The way I look at it, you've got three differences in a render engine. You've got the like the UI and the workflow. You've got the render speed and you've got like the the the, the functionality, you know, like the, the subtle differences. So like the the features of the render engine, if that makes sense. So for me, the biggest thing is always going to be the speed because most render engines are fairly similar these days. You know, it's all based on, you know, if you, if you look at the papers that the render engines are based on, they're all based on things, you know, that like from late 80s and 90s, you know, like the math behind ray tracing hasn't changed dramatically, but there is negligible differences between the different engines. And for me, the biggest thing there is in, is the speed. And I've always found V-Ray to be the fastest in that respect because it gives you more control over, like, all the aspects of the scene. Whereas other engines kind of have gone down different paths at times. Like, I remember when Arnold came out, there was so much hype around the fact that you didn't have settings to adjust in the in the UI. Mm-hmm. And there was just this massive bandwagon support of... You know the guys that i 'd worked with in film who were saying that Arnold was so much faster when in reality it was like shit tons slower than v ray but because you didn 't have to go in and sit there trying to manually adjust all the settings in the back end and not know what the hell was going on the your perception of how fast things were going was different. All you had to do was just wait for the the render to clean up rather right. than go through and like, okay, am I, have I got the right amount of samples for this material or oversampling things and it was that kind of um, things like that which separate render engines. So even though the it, it was slower people were like, it's faster because they didn't have to go through everything. And I remember when I was breaking down the V-Ray course people were finally starting to come around they're like, oh my god, like my renders have gone down from, you know, 10 hours to 30 minutes because I was just oversampling everything in the scene. So there's little details like that. Then there's UI things, you know, some render engines like like Keyshot, you know, people go to them because it's just a more simple UI. You know, you look at the V-Ray, let me just bring this up here. You know, if you look at the V-Ray UI, it's quite intimidating for someone who's never, you know, worked with 3D, you know, like what the hell does all this stuff do? So knowing you know, knowing how to kind of even just look, yeah, like, 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 what is that to someone who hasn't really used it? So if you've got a render engine where it's just kind of like octane, where it's just bang, open it up, you know, you're seeing a real-time preview, that's way more comfortable for a lot of people. And I think as time goes on, everything will go down that path. But you know, the, the difference for me and the reason why I use V-Ray, it's because of the the subtle differences. Like There's just little features that you might not think play a big role in production, but that can totally change whether or not something's, you know, achievable. And that's, you know, that's just why I've always defended V-Ray and that's why I've always been on that bandwagon. There's obviously things that I'd like fixed or improved in V-Ray, but... All the other Endrons, like, let me just try and bring this up for you here. I've got an actual example of this very scene. I've just got to find it. I was going through and I was like, okay, what is the difference, like, between V-Ray and Octane? Because I was actually more, I was pushing more for Octane at the time, but so many of my subscribers were V-Ray. It was very hard to convince people to change. I remember
0: that. You were, you were
1: like yeah, I was, I was, like, I was like, I was like, okay, this is, this is ridiculous. Like, there's got to be a way to get the ray to look like Octane. And I let me try and find it here. Yeah.
0: yeah, there's a few things about Octane that I really like, and there's a few things that I just fucking hate. <laughs> but um, to your point, you know, what I found out is, um, you know, apart from the from the differences between the UI and speed. there's also some differences in look, you know?
1: Yes, a hundred percent. There was, um, well, by default, Octane has its own color space. Yeah. As in like, it it handles things a little bit differently. You can see in this scene, I've actually, this here without this curve on, and let me see if I've got, you know, this here is how V-Ray looks by its, like just normal without any adjustments. Now, one of the things that I found off with that was that sometimes in the shadowy areas, it's just a little bit too dark, whereas in reality, there's always a bit more light being pushed in to those areas. So whether or not that was just like a little mm-hmm. detail about there's not enough GI being pushed in, mm-hmm. you know, a simple fix, you know, by adjusting the curve, which is kind of what Octane was doing, you end up getting all that detail yeah. back in. You can see it under here, you know. So just little things like that that you know, uh, separating the two. I just can't find this image. Um...
3: Yeah, take your time, <laughs> dude.
1: Sorry, I'm trying, trying to find it. It's a V-Ray, <laughs> but it's Octane comparison. Let me see.
0: Um. So I'm gonna, in the meantime, ask you for, uh, in your experience, you like yes. if you compare Octane and and you know you optimize your settings in Octane for the render and then you optimize your settings in V-Ray for a render. In, in your opinion, what what would be faster? Do you believe V-Ray is still faster?
1: V-Ray is a lot faster.
0: Yeah. That's V-ray's what I noticed. I, I, was, I was really impressed like, oh shit, like with a lot of GPUs, I can really get the nice performance out of Octane. And it was mm-hmm. working pretty great for very simple scenes. Um, but the more co- complex uh, shaders that I will be starting to use or you know, more lights, yeah, I couldn't tell the difference between speeds. And eventually it was just like, oh, this is way slower. Especially when, like it, semi-translucent objects and like subsurface scattering. It's very
1: are- hard to yeah. not have any bias there. So uh, like because I've done so much side-by-side testing of like an actual more scientific comparison mm-hmm. where you're not, it's not just mental. Like I'm the first person to admit that bias is so easy to underestimate you know because like i said me converting from octane to v-ray rt gpu i was just like there was something in the back like a splinter in my mind you know telling me that it was so much worse in v-ray like it's not it doesn't look the same it's it's not as fast like there was just something there that you know i had an attachment to octane and the more testing i did the more i realized that it was just a bias, you know, like it's just both of them are capable, so I 've got a render up here on the, this is uh, done in octane,
3: yeah
1: right like a, you know, and you can see on the left here I 've got the V ray scene set up it's not an identical scene, mm-hmm. but the the look and feel yeah, I, ended up, I ended up getting it very similar, so it's, oh, this just isn't an exact duplicate, but I ended up having the two side by side. i don 't know why I can 't find that image. Like they were literally, like you just couldn't tell the difference. Right. And then even still, like the I had gotten it to like within 1% difference. And even still when I posted that, people were saying, you know, oh, but like the Octane just has like a nicer spread on the gold. It's like bullshit, man. Like if I <laughs> if I posted that and said that V-Ray was on the left and Octane was on the right, you wouldn't have known, yeah, you know. It's a bias. So it's still there. there's that bias there, you know. Even in just when it's like, smack in front of you
0: yeah i i guess it's uh the same the same thing as it goes to software you know like some people say oh yeah. moto is the shit no i mean yeah max is the shit no no dude Maya is the shit it's just oh, like, like you get used to ui you get really used 100%, to yeah 100%. Really used to everything. i
1: mean if i started would i probably like if i started now in the industry would i probably use moto 100 percent? why wouldn't i because it's just newer and I'm sure they do things a little bit more like, streamlined. Yeah. That Max is just stuck in its old ways. There's things that I'd love to change about Max. I'd love for them to, you know, simplify a lot of the UI, but there's just so much stuff in there that people need, you know. Whereas when yep. you st- a new piece of software gets up and running, there's always new and more streamlined workflows. So I like I've never been a proponent of copying exactly what another artist is doing just feel do what feels comfortable for you you know is it octane you know v-ray you know f-storm like now f-storms come out Yeah, you know, and there's a bunch of you know high-end architectural like visualization artists putting renders out on it and it's like everyone's jumping ship from octane to f-storm based <laughs> on the work of these few guys who've had like 10-15 years experience and yeah. It's not based on like, you know, like I can test that and I can immediately see the the pitfalls. You know, yeah, it's got some great features, but there's like, if you know, like a whole range of different software, you can see it's all so similar that it doesn't really matter. Just use whatever you feel comfortable with. Yeah. hundred percent. Don't, uh, don't be one of those people where you get like three, four years in and you're like, I'm going to switch to max, you know, like if you're in Maya, just keep using Maya. You know, yeah, it's a, like it, a
0: race, right? I mean, yeah. one one release, Max yeah. is gonna be better. The other release, Moto will be better. But at the end of the day, they kind of always break even. One thing I've noticed about, you know, because I've been using Moto, I eventually switched to Max because Max was the original software I was was always using. Yeah, um, was that Max apart from its quirks and messed up UI? The UI is horrible. Like, let's let's just face it. There's yeah, one yeah. one tool is. In fucking five places for no reason. Um, but this, the amount of stability, like how stable the software is, how it handles really large scenes, and how reliable some things are, especially when I need them. Apart from, like, you know, it, it does crash like any other software. You cannot prevent that. But when it crashes, you have the out of back, you know? And you, you're yeah. pretty much certain that you might have <laughs> lost five, ten minutes, but it's never going to be the... The whole I can I can
1: tell you right now, like autoback is not reliable. Oh, you isn't know, it? There's no, there's a file called like if you want to go even more hardcore, there's a file called like a dot back file mm-hmm. that's like an even deeper autosave, and that has saved me a few times because okay. it's
0: Sounds
1: uh good to know. No, all I'm saying <laughs> is you know, the auto back is not reliable. I've done live streams before where I've set my auto back interval to like three minutes and lost the scene and then gone in and the last order back was like 45 minutes ago. I'm like, you fucking Aww. bastard. Like, I, you well, know, like, until
0: I, now, I didn't have that problem yet. So I'm, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. <laughs> um, what I was saying is, um, you know, all the tools that I need are in this one software. you know, And I yeah. felt it, yeah. Max, especially with the introduction of Slate, uh, Material Editor, uh, yeah, that was sure. a big change. That was really good for me. Um, and, you know, the modifier stack and how it behaves and basically how many options you have for hard surface modeling and uh, scene setup and just the the community support. You know, there's so many plugins that are for free built by communities. Probably one of the most supported software in terms of... No, the
1: the, the 3ds Max community is definitely the most active. It's definitely the most active It always feels like things are getting pushed for Max first.
0: Yeah, seems so. I mean, very similar to you know what you were saying about V-Ray. I mean, V-Ray was specifically written for Max in the first place, right? Yes. For the longest time, and you know, as business grows, obviously the support for Mm -hmm. other platforms grows as well. But it's crazy now how many different plugins they've
1: released. It's like for twenty different things now.
0: I'm surprised they don't have a plugin for Cinema 4D. The Cinema 4D plugin is basically driven by community these days, right? Yeah,
1: the, um, it's kind of got its own standalone thing. But then again, there's things that they've been able to do differently. Like I remember, and you know, once again, it's just uh, different people are gonna have different little features that mm-hmm. make a difference. There was a feature that I wanted in the V-Ray material. So you can see here, you know, this is the latest version of V-Ray, yeah. but there's no like coating option in the material. So if I want to add like a a top coat, as most materials are built from not just one material, but like there's like a, you know, an enamel coating over the top, which gives it that extra reflectivity. There's no option to just like turn that on in the V-Ray material. You have to use a blend material. So for someone new, you'd think like, okay, if I want to have a layered material, like you look at the, the blend material, and it's quite complicated, you know. You've got a lot of different things in here. You know, you've got to go in, make a V-Ray material at the base. Then you've got to make the top material. Like, just give me the option to turn on that top coating. Yeah. You know, make it yeah. make it a clear coat, and just have it there so that I don't need this massive network of shaders. Yeah. You can see for this scene, you know, these are <laughs> barely. This actually isn't too bad. You know, this is an optimized version. I've I've got some old school shader nodes. Oh, here we go. Here's the Octane shader node for this same material.
0: Yeah, that's what I so really that's how i like, that like the amount of little nodes that you had to yeah put together in order to get the same result. It's just like yeah. damn, like give me the blend shader actually. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You
1: can see the difference here. You know, there's there's Octane. And if I go down here, here's the. It actually looks maybe a little bit worse, but that's I think just because of all this excess useless yeah. stuff that's hidden. Let me just hide these.
0: So I remember asking you about Corona uh, a couple of times. Uh, you know, I, I know your opinion, but uh, I can see a lot of people are asking about it too. Like, what, what is your opinion about Corona?
1: I think it's good. I, I definitely think it's good. You know, it's, it's got, uh, once again, it's just got a, a different UI. It's got a different workflow. But essentially, Corona and V-Ray are the same thing, you yeah. know, minus, you know, give or take those little features. <laughs> yeah, it you does, know? does and people, the were similar. People were saying, like, when Corona started, that it's so much faster than V-Ray. It, it was so much faster, but it also didn't have, you know, an extra million lines of code, you know,
0: yeah.
1: that went into all the subtle features and as people ask for those features, Corona will get, you know, more and more bogged down and eventually that difference will, you know, you know, kind of blend together a bit more. But the fact is, you know, if you need if, if it's got all the features you need right now, why wouldn't you use it? You know, yeah. if, because it will be faster, because it's not as bogged down by all the random shit that's you know, people need in V Ray. You have gotta remember the V Ray community is quite like It covers a lot of different industries, you know, the the people that use that. Whereas a lot of the times when new renderers come in, they're they're only catering to, like, one type of artist when they first start, and then it branches out into other industries. And when Corona came out, like, it was similar to F-Storm, people were just doing a lot of architectural work on it because you didn't need all the other crazy features. Exactly. If I was an architectural visualization artist... I would have been using, like, I've used Corona, you know? Like, it's not bad. It's just, like, why do I need to swap from V-Ray to Corona, learn another interface when it's all the same shit?
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, once you, I mean, V-Ray has been in the industry for so long, and it's 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 one of the uh, ch- choices for rendering, apart from Arnold, I, I think it's in VFX one of the top choices. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Arnold, I, w- I, w- I would argue Arnold is pretty much on the same uh, workhorse uh, as as V-Ray Corona is much much younger and uh, mm-hmm. one thing I guess which is appealing to wh- what's appealing for people to all those new softwares is the fact how cheap they are you know if you're if you want to yes, be yeah. in V-Ray uh, world it's very expensive it's super expensive you're, you're yeah. looking at thousands of dollars especially when if yeah. you want to do network rendering they need to do the dongle itself is like yeah. the dongle and the license. Yeah. It's like thousand bucks just to start, yeah. you know, um, no, whereas it's, it's Corona it's like $25 a month and you know, functionality, yeah, they is need
1: to, they need know? to implement that, uh, a subscription model yeah. for me when, when like, you know, how many people bought a legitimate license of Photoshop? You oh,
0: know, when
1: it was, when it was like three, four, five, six grand, nobody, <laughs> nobody except companies was buying. And then they released the subscription model like I don't care like you know I'll pay 30 40 50 bucks a month no problem you know yeah. now every single thing on my box that was like you know when I transitioned to teaching and I realized I needed to be legit it's like holy shit it's like twenty-five thousand dollars worth of hardware and software just to <laughs> like oh like exactly. zbrush There's 700 dollars. you know yeah. three three four five b-ray licenses There's you know three grand like just adds up so massively
0: Exactly. Yeah, I mean that's that's what's appealing about Corona. You know, it's just like super yeah. easy to get into. Uh, they give you forty-five days of full functionality. You can do whatever the fuck you want with it. Yeah. And yeah. it's enough time to learn it. Uh, and like, I I
1: think it's great that yeah. you know they have those models because it puts more competition on V-Ray.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. what I was uh, always saying. The more competition, the better. You know, that's why I'm happy to see like AppStorm and Corona and all, all the other software. That is just being out there. It's like when Redshift came out. I, when when did Redshift came out? Oh, that was a long than, time ago. Oh, really?
1: It was a long time ago. i was always
0: convinced oh. it was it was coming out like after Octane was in the in the market. I th- it might weird.
1: have maybe seven years ago now. Damn, all
0: right. I've been maybe. I remember. Okay, I,
1: one. So once again, you know, it came out. And it was doing the real time stuff on the CPU, but it had its own niche for car rendering because it could actually handle uh, CAD surfaces. Oh, so when you're doing. That's interesting. When, yeah, when all the other software, like I was doing car work with um, CAD files for print at the time, and at high res, you could literally, you know, the retouches had to paint out things like the geometry being faceted because it yeah. wasn't high res enough. And then. Uh, Redshift came out, he, you know, even if it was slower, there were studios that had you know, fifty node render farms so it didn 't matter to you know people who had the rendering power, but it could handle just like raw CAD data, so you could zoom in like, they were doing tests where you zoomed in like on the nuts and bolts, and it just all was updating you know in real time It was crazy yeah. that, you know? that
0: is powerful like, and I think that's that 's how they
1: yeah. yeah, just that one feature alone that no other software had was what gave them an edge. And, you know, that's probably the difference. But in terms of all the other, you know, GI and ray tracing, I'm sure, once again, it's just the same thing. Yeah. I mean, there same are
0: slight differences. So yeah. there is this, um, there's this two terms that are used in renders. So one is uh, biased and unbiased render. Yeah. Can you, can you go through, like, quickly, roughly what it is? Because a lot of people, I think, get confused uh, having, like, okay. differentiate both.
1: So the, the main, like with ray tracing, from the camera's point of view, the, the math involved—it's going to shoot a ray into the scene. So it might be a little bit hard to explain here, but say that ray hits this point on the on the polygon, and it bounces. It's taking information from the shader, and then it's bouncing say back, and it's hitting the HDRI in the environment. It's taking that information and the math involved there is just calculating what the value of that pixel is. Yeah. Now, with unbiased rendering, it's just shooting as many rays as it can everywhere in the scene over and over and over and over again. So you end up with, you know, just like in reality where you've got photons bouncing off things endlessly, you know, just trillions and trillions and trillions of photons. Unbiased rendering is trying to simulate that, where it just keeps adding samples everywhere in a unified way. Every pixel will get the same amount. Whereas in biased rendering, because some areas are going to require, you know, some areas are more visible than others. Say like in the dark here, in unbiased rendering, all these black pixels are going to be getting sampled the same amount as the samples in the, in the light here. Mm-hmm. So with bias rendering, you're saying... Where do I need to focus the CPU's power in order to get the image clean without all the useless information that was, say, in the dark areas? Yeah. So bias rendering, if done right, is always going to be the better option because from a technical point of view, you shouldn't be able to perceive the difference between the two, but one's going to be rendering a lot quicker because it's putting all its samples in the area that are more useful.
0: Right. So, you, in other words, you would say that unbiased render would most likely be more physically accurate?
1: It is more physically accurate, it, it does simulate, but from a, okay, you've got like, let's look at the image on the left that's biased and the image on the right that's unbiased, nowadays the difference is so negligible, it's similar mm-hmm. to that V-Ray and Octane scene. You know, people might think they see a difference, but in reality they don't. and. V-Ray's very good at, you know, figuring out where to add samples in the scene. It is more physically accurate. It does seem
0: like, but from a, okay, got like... I think I'm hearing myself. Uh, yeah, or yourself. I'm
1: hearing myself as well. It's
0: probably someone's, uh, either um, John... You have a, yeah, I turned it
2: off. Sorry about that. Oh, that uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I back in track. Another fired.
0: Another sorry. I thought I <laughs> muted it. Um. So, so my question would be this. So, I mean, I'll, before we move into, uh, you know, the fact that it really doesn't matter in the end. Uh, yeah. So, what, what does it make? Uh, so, why, in your opinion, Keyshot, Looks way more like a toy, rather than um, you know. If if I set up the scene very similarly uh, mm-hmm. in V-Ray and 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 set up a scene in KeyShot, the difference is staggering, in, in my opinion. You know,
1: I honestly haven't tested the difference, but I can tell you when you compare render engines, you think there might be a big difference in like the visual look and feel of them. When you break it down to a science. And actually, you know, one by one, put in the same values everywhere. Most render engines look pretty identical. Octane is the only one that doesn't because it has its own crazy internal color space. Right. But essentially, they all end up looking the same. You know, I don't know what kind of tone mapping features Keyshot has. Like inside of V-Ray here, now I can use like, color grading profiles. You know, like Filmstock. Mm-hmm. you know, that you use out of uh, Colorista or something like that. And you can just give the image different looks. I don't know if Keyshot has something like that baked in or if it's got its own, you know, like you can see the curve I've plugged on here. Yeah. You know, I just don't know. But I would say if I opened up Keyshot and tried to render things, it would just come down to the most subtle differences, like does do the shaders use the correct BRDF models like hmm. GGX? Or are they using old school blind stuff? Right. You know, which doesn't accurately represent the way that light, you know, reflects based on the angle. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's, one of the, the that's one of the
0: things, uh, uh, we'll go into questions soon. Good. Uh, yeah. But uh, so one of the things uh, sort of continue with what you just said, you know, looking mm-hmm. at the BRDFs. And so when I was watching your uh, Mastering V-Ray class, yeah. that's one yeah. of the things I really realized is like, The way you look at the shader and the materials Mm. and the textures you use and everything that is connected to it, you know, uh, diffuse, uh, reflection, refraction, glossiness, (laughs) high glossiness, like all of those things, uh, Fresnel effect, uh, you know, the the BRDFs, you, you name it, right? All of those small things and how you set them up and how you digest the reference and try to match the look from the reference mm-hmm. to your shader based on the actual accurate, like physically accurate models. I think you were explaining, uh, you were using like refractive... Uh, refractive um, indexed. Indexed the info. The, the info to get the proper uh, for like IOR uh, yeah. For, yeah. for a specific shader. So, you know, mm-hmm. your plastic or... Your titanium or your silver will have totally different uh, profiles, and the way you, you when you when you change those profiles, it, it renders completely different. What I've noticed is that once you start really focusing on the shader itself, rather than the engine, uh, mm. it's a knowledge that it actually transfers acro- across the platforms, and no matter what kind of engine you're going to be using, whether it's Octane or. Uh, Redshift, V-Ray, um, even just even Moto Renderer, if you're not setting up shaders in the correct way to represent the, the qualities that you will find in real life and try to cop almost copy it from the real life, no matter how, how good the renderer is, in, in some cases it will help or or make it worse, uh, mm-hmm. but it's never going to look good. And that mm-hmm. also applies to lighting. Like If you understand how to set up lighting, apart from just using HDRI, um, HDRIs, right? If, yep. you, if you know how to set up a scene and you understand what kind of lighting setups give what kind of results, that is a huge difference in terms of what the final result in the render is going to be like. You can have the best render and rendering engine in the world, fucking thousands of CPUs or GPUs, and render really fast but if you're not setting up shaders correctly and lighting it's not going to look good uh, and and there's one thing that i found frustrating and 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 i really admired just watching how you go through all the details and that was kind of a good thing to to know is that you really have to go into those minute small yes. things yeah. the, the little tiny details and sometimes yeah. your your shader's going to grow exponentially in size Yep. But the difference in adding that extra 1% yep. of reality, yep. you know, if you spread it across the scene, it just makes a huge difference. You know, there's a point in which you're modeling something and adding shaders and you render and it looks okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you add some more work, looks good. Now going from good to great, that's like four times the work than you've done so far.
1: Um, yeah, like I, I've always said, you know, the, the realism is just the accumulation of detail. So you start with the biggest details and you just work your way down until you hit a point where you're either out of time on the job. Right. Or much you like just the painting or you just attention to detail isn't good enough to know to how to go further, you know, like, yeah, very much like a painting, you know, but but then it's like it's different. You know, some guys in painting, they go in and just finish it as they're going you know, yeah. like you get those hyper realism guys who are just like work on an eye, they have an outline, but like, it's just finished. Like they're doing all the shading and the, the smoothing and the smudging all at the same time. You can't really do that in, in CGI or in, in shading yeah, and lighting because work. it's just, it's, it's not like a, it's not intuition at that point. It's just like, you know, you look at a shading network like that, you know, I can't know until I've done like the gold, the the basic gold, whether or not I need to go in and start adding tiny little variations in the glossiness for that one particular coat material, you know? So you've got to start big. So even though a shade like this is, you know, it looks quite massive. It's still not, uh, for me looking at it, it isn't complicated because you just start at the base And work your way down, you know. I can look at this and realize that all this crap on the left here is only making up probably, you know, like a two or three percent of the difference. If I just deleted all that, the shade is going to look pretty similar. Yeah. But, you know, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. And I completely agree. You know, this is just basically what I was saying. Like it just exponentially grows the shader. Yes. But if it doesn't 1% percentile, you know,
1: it doesn't mean you need to exponentially focus on all that extra stuff yeah, because yeah. like once you kind of put in that little detail, that's there, you know, now I can go back up, you know, to the, you know, higher levels in the shader and work on some of the more obvious features, you know, yeah. if you just give me a second, I'll just get a glass of water. Yeah, sure. I'll just, just run out. Easy. Yeah, we're eating. running as
0: easy, as easy as possible. Yeah. yeah we're
2: good. we're about ten minutes to the hour too, so we could go into okay, questions cool. when everybody. No um, yeah, maybe just when the,
0: maybe when you're back. Uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So uh, everyone who's asking on the on the chat, yeah, I mean, just keep asking questions. Uh, John, you know, has a responsibility of basically gathering those questions and um and he will start reading them up uh, very soon. Yeah. Uh, we try to not miss out on any questions. But... I do have a
2: question for you from the audience. Says, yeah, let's go. Do you use the advanced rendering techniques of the mastering uh, V-Ray course in your job as a concept artist for the games films a lot? Yeah. Well, so...
0: Not a lot, but um, I, I definitely do. What I like to do is, uh, you know, after watching that, um, I would start to set up my own shaders and sort of go through there, save them. The, the beauty of it is just when you set up a shader it's already there. And especially if you're working with a uh, physically accurate uh, pipeline where you know that every time you set up a scene, you're gonna always aim to get as, as physically accurate results as possible in terms of like how light is behaving and, and how your shaders are beha- behaving. Then you know that this, the shader that you basically uh, create, it's not like a one 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 off where you're done and you cannot use it anywhere. It's actually, I'm reusing right, I'm quite a lot of shaders. Yeah. Awesome. Nah. I'm reusing like quite a lot of shaders that I built uh, because, you know, metal shader I'm gonna use it fucking a lot, obviously, right? Anything, anything is metal, and all I need to change is you know some details in terms of uh, how how the diffuse behaves and whatnot. But the, the setup kind of remains the same, just tweaking from there. It's much easier to tweak something than start from scratch, obviously. So. But I do use a lot of those techniques that I've learned, Um, especially in concept. It's funny because a lot of um, you know Shadi's been saying that a lot. Shadi Safadi, friend of mine, and I've been saying this a lot too. These days, knowing three D and using three D in the concept work is the best thing you can do because it just saves a lot of headaches in terms of how you use perspective, or just even starting perspective, or base lighting and everything like that. Uh, for me, I have jobs. I've been on jobs where majority of work was 3D. I just completed a commercial job a uh, couple of weeks ago. I cannot disclose what it was, obviously, but 99.9% was render. Like I was, I was barely touching it in Photoshop. I was maybe doing some uh, little cleanups and um, and, um, and maybe some you know color correction but that's it like majority of it would be would be render and those jobs happen more and more for me even though i'm 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 just a concept artist. that was a concept art done completely in 3d uh working on ghost in the shell same same story i mean i i you know it was a good mix of everything but i did a fair share of 3d in there and when you look at film work especially for newer shows a lot of uh, a lot of like top of the line concept artists are basically using three D for majority of the of their things. One of the best concept artists that actually turned concept into production design, there are now production designers like Ben Proctor or uh, Dylan Cole. They come from the same environment where, where they were using Photoshop mostly for their work. Now they use quite a lot of, uh, a lot of three D. Ben Proctor's especially because. He works primarily in 3D and, you know, you can go check his website. It's pretty outdated. But that's what got me into 3D. Like seeing the the quality of the work that he have done for uh, Avatar or for Prometheus was just like, holy fuck, like I want to do that. I want to be able to do that because drawing environments uh, from scratch is just horrible, horrible experience. You, You Just like you're, if you do it all the time, all the time, just starting over, it's like. The worst scenario of of having a blank uh, canvas, right? That's that's the worst that can happen for an artist. Like you just have to start from zero. That just sucks, man. Because seventy <laughs> percent of what you're gonna do is just gonna be repetitive sort of work, and then the last thirty percent is 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 where you actually do the change. Because now the first seventy percent is actually building a scene, like going through all the the, the foundation of building a scene and 3d is just like basically w- like erasing that part from my workflow i i don't need to do line drawing in order to do the painting over or or you know bash some photos to get i just i can just set up the scene that the the way i want it and then work on top of that with, with photoshop or whatever um but yeah just to answer that question uh uh, I, I use it as much as I can and I've, and again it all depends on the job right uh, you're gonna have a job where you're gonna have a lot of 3d you're gonna have a lot of time and you can do whatever the fuck you want that's very rare but there's gonna be jobs where you're on, on, on the clock and then you now for me photo bashing would be the fastest uh or sketching would be the fastest it just depends but more and more it's 3d for me it's just uh i can see the shift going and i've been talking about it for almost two years now that there is definite shift in terms of where concept art is moving um so all right so we have grant back here yes Uh, maybe let's jump into questions
2: yeah yeah uh next one's for grant says can i learn or actually both of you guys can answer this one says can i learn 3d easily on my own how long is the learning curve
1: I so I'm fully self-taught. So even when I was first starting out, I didn't rely on tutorials. There was uh, so it's one hundred percent possible, but I also had to sacrifice my social life, my you know family life. Like I didn't go outside. Like I was that definition of a nerd who's like locked away in a cave. So if you love, if you, if you want to learn how to do it, you don't need uni, you don't need college. You don't need my courses you know you, you don't need anything you can learn it all yourself but I, I wouldn't recommend that now because this was early on in the industry I'd say it's easier now to get 80% of the way there than it's ever been you know yep. so it's, it's a great time to get into the industry and there are guys now that, there are teachers now that know what the hell they're doing you know for a long time uh, 3d pretty much only had free tutorials that people use. Like there's always been Nomen and things like that, but I- I'm talking like real workflows, mm-hmm. you know, like something yep. that something that's gonna make you understand how someone works in production, and not just saying here's how to render a car and copying the lights into the scene. Like, it's it's much easier now to, to get into it. Picking so, yeah. The screen, by the way, Oh, uh, really?
2: Hold on. <laughs> uh, this next question to see is... uh yeah, let the let answer fact- that
0: too. Um yeah. Yeah, so I totally agree with you, Grant. I mean, it's it's so much easier to learn software these days. It's just yeah. like you have um, an yeah. almost unlimited amount of resources. Uh, mm-hmm. There's just so much going on there, you know.
1: There can sometimes be too much, you know. Yeah. And yeah. that was another reason why I just relied on learning it myself because... It's once you stop focusing on like how to learn a specific thing, and start focusing on like just how to learn in general, then you then you rapidly start to improve. Exactly. Know? Stop. Oh, stop overthinking about the little things. Like when you start out, your work's going to look shit. You know, everyone's work looks shit when you first start out. You just got to keep pushing through it. You know, work on the the worst part of your scene rather than trying to make everything look awesome and just every every project make a little improvement and I so I learned how to model in two years I think from not touching 3ds max to two years later I was happy to model everything you know within reason you know I couldn't go and design my own character I couldn't do anything like super complicated but if you ask me to model a chair you ask me to model a laptop or a car I knew how to do that, and that, yeah. that came from two years of work, doing you know a few hours a day every day, and you know it, that came for me to learn lighting and shading was once again probably another two or three years you know from start to finish before I could happily take any job and have a go at rendering it. Yeah, um,
0: mm-hmm. well, one interesting thing uh, you know, and uh, kind of I guess it kind of connects to what you're saying is you know I, when I was a, Whenever I'm watching your uh, tutorials, uh, your courses, mm-hmm. is how thorough you are with everything, and you have like this structure of learning. You you know you you know when where everyone has to start. Yeah, and, you, and you're starting with the very base, uh, the very yeah. sort of like bare bones. And once you get a grasp on that, then you move on, and you move forward. I know, mm-hmm. like when you when you learn three D, it's it's funny because I, I'm pretty sure you have the same experience. Like once you learn the tool, you're like oh, I can build this, I can build that, and you like yeah. you're starting yeah. to yeah. do it, yeah. and then you fail miserably because you, you <laughs> don't, don't grasp the concept yet yeah. that well. So do, doing the trash cans and fucking yeah. uh, microwaves is probably still the best way to, <laughs> to learn but I it. I think
1: I think the where I'm coming from when I'm doing a lesson or when I'm recording, I'm not just trying to say what buttons to click. I'm trying to put myself in the mindset of someone who it's completely alien to. And it's easy for me to do that because I am self-taught. So I remember how frustrating it can be when you just can't find an answer to something. And I also remember how frustrating it is when someone tells you what button to click, but not why you're clicking it. So you click it in one scene and it works but then you open up another scene and it doesn't and you're like, well, this is bullshit. Now I've just got to go in and learn how to do it myself anyway. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Exactly. So that's where I'm trying to put myself when I'm teaching, you know, like what does this look like to someone else? You know, like, am I just talking shit? Am I just, you know, am I just, you know, saying something for the sake of saying it, or is this actually going to make a difference to my workflow, understanding this certain feature? You know, there's things I don't cover also, you know, I don't cover, like I'm thorough, but I don't cover absolutely everything. But if you cover the stuff that you know, like in the back of my mind, I can hear someone say like, why does it do that? As I'm explaining something, I'll stop, I'll I'll re-record that part of the lesson and explain it as if someone just asked me how it works.
0: Yeah yeah it kind of actually loops back to what uh what you're saying it kind of looks back loops back to previous question you know it's just Mm -hmm. when you get into learning like there's so many resources but then again like the the amount of resources can be also overwhelming because not not Mm -hmm. all of them are going to be useful and you know i've been fucking shouting out loud like you want to learn v-ray go on you know mastering cgi because of that reason like you're not selling bullshit like oh this is how you render a three or you render that you're actually explaining from the ground up it's it's you know in in concept terms it would be um you know teaching the foundation because you need to know foundation you know as much as i say go into learning uh 3d I'm also going to say, if you want to be concept artists, you need to know foundation. You need to yeah. know how to draw those yeah. things. You need to go through to the grueling 70% over and over again to hate it to a point where you're like, okay, this is a time to switch to 3D. Uh, because if you just rely on one thing, you just rely on one technicality or, or tool. Uh, it's gonna work great on one project, uh, but what happens if the yeah. client throws a, uh, a curveball and you have to use something else? And then you're that's the biggest fuck... thing
1: in in any industry. Just being able to be consistent, you know. Yeah, like you can talk about photography, and I had this argument. I when I I got a new camera for taking textures, and I, I went out and shot a few things, and I you know I was got a bit egotistical. I was like, you know, that was so much easier than I thought it would be, but then someone said to me like, okay. If a client came to you and said, now I want you to match that shot with, you know, another five, you know, pieces of talent, are you going to be able to do that? And I was like, well, you know, maybe not. And maybe I just got lucky on one specific image. Yeah. You know, it's knowing how to constantly reproduce stuff. So even though people have asked me, like, is mastering B ray like a beginner's intermediate or advanced course? and all of it. it's not it's, yeah it's, it just goes through it just it's it starts out basic people who have no idea like i don't just assume that you know what you know all the features like if i'm working with dirt map and trying to explain it to someone i don't just just click invert normal and assume you know what the hell that does you know like i've yeah. you've got to assume everything you're clicking they have no idea what's going on
0: i found yeah. that to be a best approach even for a professional or someone who's you know already knows how things work. yeah it's also a good, yeah. a good refresher and reminder. You know? yeah yeah like just using those like sometimes you just forget how the yep. tools work or... yeah
1: it's, it can be the most annoying thing ever. Like, so I remember looking at how to model car tutorials, and a guy would explain for you know 30 seconds he'd explain what he was doing. And then he'd just start, he'd just keep modeling. And it was like swapping back. This is going back now, like I'm talking 13 years ago yeah. when I first started. And you're like what? like, what did the guy click to do that? And it's yeah. sometimes so subtle, you know, such a subtle little click or a shift. And instantly like his viewports changed and you don't know where he is on the screen. And you're sitting there just going like, oh my God, like this is so... Like, <laughs> I'm pausing and starting this tutorial. And when I made mine, I wanted to take that out of it. Right. I wanted you to be able to just watch it and just, you know, there it is, you know. Sorry Sometimes uh,
2: Yeah, there's a lot of questions and
0: we're yeah, at 4.06 right
1: now, so just, yeah. just a heads up.
0: I don't know how much time you have, Grant.
1: I reckon I've got about half an hour. Okay, yeah, let's
0: go with more questions then.
1: Yeah, sorry, if you wanted to finish your, your time. No, no, all good, all good. All
2: right, cool. Uh, this one says, how do you get started on landscapes? Um, if you're doing landscapes, I think it's for Mache.
0: Um, I don't know. Um, how do you start on landscapes? Obviously you have to know. <laughs> I, I don't want to take the question, yeah, man. Yeah, I don't want to take up too <laughs> much time here. It's a big one. You have to, yeah, it's a big fucking question. I'm going to answer that quickly. quick chance. You, you have to have knowledge and you know, on the, the basics first, like how perspective works, uh, how to construct things, how to deconstruct things that you see, in order to construct them in a different way. Like once you get that knowledge, once you know how architecture works, once you know how, or like if it's architectural stuff, then how knowing architecture. If it's landscape, then understanding uh, materials and understanding geology at least a little bit, so you know how how those uh, forms are being formed. Uh, understanding lighting and once it's sort of like you 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 slowly but surely apply the knowledge that you gather over time and apply it to your work but you you have to know foundation you have to know how to draw in perspective you have to understand lighting and you have to understand color once you understand those three aspects that are basically building blocks of foundation then it's all about like that you're past that say first 50 percent where it's just base stuff and then it's all about finding details in reference and and you know design and all that stuff so
2: sweet um this next one says how do i approach my studies you guys could both both answer that one
1: just lock yourself away in your room man don't (laughs) don't leave (laughs) say goodbye to your friends say goodbye to your family you know just become a social retard (laughs) you
3: know you can always
1: pull it back you know it only took me four years yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't socialize after I. My version of studying. I don't know if you want to ask me that question, because I was a monster. When I stopped uh, doing three D so much, I looked my I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, "Holy shit, that's scary!" Like,
3: <laughs> like, who who
1: did you become? Like, I couldn't talk to anyone. You know, couldn't talk to friends, couldn't talk to girls, couldn't do anything. You know, I wouldn't like like socializing was uncomfortable for me which was weird because growing up, I wasn't like that. So it just depends how hard you want to study. But I would just say, you know, Google, Google images, lock yourself away in your room and maybe, you know, look at some YouTube tutorials for stuff. But, uh, pretty, pretty simple. It's just time. It really is just time. How yeah, much time committ- you put into time it. Commitment. Yeah, it's just the time.
0: No distractions.
1: Yeah. Zero, oh, you can distract yourself. I, 0% that,
0: beach in the summer. <laughs> oh, I used to have three screens. I used
1: to have bloody Family Guy up on one screen, you know, reference up on the other screen, and maybe sometimes like a movie as well. Like I had three things going on on my side screens because I didn't have a very good attention span. So you do whatever right. it takes, you know, just do whatever it takes to, to be able to, you know, sit there for eight, nine, ten hours.
0: Yeah, you, and then you feel like a vampire. You walk outside. 100 percent. But you know some some what? Like, if you, you love
1: it, if you love it, <laughs> then that's just great. You yeah, know? like it's, you're it's fun. That's your it, right? zone. Yeah. yeah, that's your zone. But yeah, I'm I'm probably not the best person to ask like what studying is like because <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was a wreck after it.
2: Next question. I was an absolute wreck. Next question says, is a degree necessary for becoming a concept artist? No. I know this has been asked no. frequently, but I would That's like to know.
0: That's already answered. No. Got it. No. <laughs> no.
1: Quit uni now. Yeah. Who cares? I'm not even a concept artist, and I can tell you right now. Just, yeah. No. Nobody cares. No.
0: All matters is your portfolio. That's it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Any alternatives on
0: learning concept art?
2: Uh Affordable alternatives.
0: Oh, fucking learn square, dude. <laughs> <laughs> God, I've been like holding off pitching my own stuff the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like- uh, you can start with YouTube. There's so much shit on YouTube that is free, it's just mm-hmm. a, a staggering amount. Or even you know watching the live streams of artists, your favorite artists, and just yeah. sort of like yeah. looking what they do on the screen, just listening and just looking how how they do stuff. I know it 's like not really teaching you anything, uh, but it des- it definitely kind of gives you an insight of of the on the workflows of those people um, and knowing foundation like you just start with foundation, knowing perspective color, and, and lighting like once you know that, once you understand how it works it 's uh it's uh, it's granted you're gonna you're gonna move forward pretty pretty fast. So
2: this next one says, what are the best? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go, 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 go. What are the best add-ons uh, slash plugins for 3ds Max for rendering? Everything seems to be going in the direction of sample rendering, and third-party uh, 3D painting softwares.
1: What is worth looking into? Uh it's for me. I've got a pretty simple workflow these days. It's just. Uh, you know 3ds Max, V-Ray, Forest Pack, Photoshop. You know, keep it simple. Forest Pack is you know highly uh, under, underestimated what you can do with it. But yeah, uh, I saw those renders
0: t- you did. Holy fuck, that was Forest Pack.
1: Which ones? Which ones? The the
0: the, the, the branch. Like it wasn't branches. It was like a uh, Oh, the ferns. The yeah. ferns.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's Forest Pack. Da- but that's Daniel? not even... That- that's not even what I'm talking about. Like, I'm talking about, like, you can, like, in the latest uh, V-Ray lesson, uh, you can use it as a particle system, you know, for scattering little things like dust on surfaces. And, I mean, actually, like, you model hair and fibers and assign, like, a glass-like... Because if you zoom in on gla- uh, on dust, it's basically just a whole bunch of, you know, tiny glass and uh, diffuse particles. So you can scatter, like, millions of those and simulate the effect of dust using that plugin. So I use it almost as, like, a, a shading tool, you know? Wow. It's cool. I want to watch that. I'm going to watch that. I'm going to fucking watch that. <laughs> it's there, quite simple. It's just there's no difference between scattering dust and grass, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's of just course. The, but the, the effect... Oops. Sorry, my headphones came out. The effect <laughs> it gives is, you know, very uh, very different. Yeah. This next question says, is there any uh, equivalent to
2: using uh, the 3ds max falloff curve in Maya?
1: Okay, so there there is, but this is going back. You're taking me back now. When I first released it, obviously, there wasn't anything. You know, it, it, Maya was acting a little bit differently because that wasn't a V-Ray specific thing. But I think there was a guy who wrote a script that emulates it. Uh, let me just pause this render. And I'll we'll see if I can find it. Is there any way I can like give you a link afterwards? To yeah,
0: yeah, we'll share? post it in the just
1: because it's just going back. But there is a guy released a script which gave you a uh, a fall off. I actually had this up earlier. I don't know if anyone noticed. I swapped F Storm because I wanted something like this implement- implemented in V Ray itself. But if I just go into F Storm here, I just yeah, of course. Just post the link in the Skype. Tridius Max just crashed. I knew it was going to happen before yes! this stream finished. I said it. I called it. I <laughs> fucking called <told> it.
0: <laughs> fucking Dredius Max crashing like a bitch.
1: Um, every time. Every, every time. stream. Every yeah. It had but to. But hey,
0: um, Moto that did, did the same. The same to me. Moto was just torturing me with crashes as well. Oh. So, I got used to it. You, you have to be. It's almost like when you work, you almost have to sort of uh, have yeah. um, like a backup plan if something yeah. goes wrong, or save save often. People are saying save often. Okay.
1: Let me bring this up here. Okay, so one of the things I really love about what F Storms doing is, and you'll know I was kind of trying to teach this in the um, in the course, mm-hmm. but say I just go into reflection and I apply an F Storm fall map it's not your typical fall off that you're used to, where you've got like a black and white color and you're, like, you're plugging in a texture or something into both of those. This, you can actually see like a physical representation of what the IOR is in the yes. fall off. And you can see as I go higher up into more metallic like IORs, like they've coded it in to blend that specific, you know, fall off and the reflectivity. Oh, and the reflectivity question. you're seeing here is what, metals actually do but I don't know how they've managed to see how it blends from like a normal plastic like material where yeah. there's, there's not that dip there but as you go higher up in the IOR like the physicality that so things like that you know those are the little differences that make make up why people choose certain render engines mm-hmm. but you can you can uh, duplicate this in in Maya I'll find the script for you
2: next question yeah, this next one says, how can I develop my eye to study more
1: material? Zoom in on images. The higher the higher res reference you have, the better. So if you're looking at something, like I, I do break this down in the lessons, how I always go into Google Images and look up, like you can set Google Images to so search for high res images only. Or I would suggest going out and taking your own reference. That for me is, I, I didn't do that at the start and now I've got this, this good camera, I go in and take my own reference. Higher resolution the reference, the better your materials are gonna be. Because if, you, if you're trying to match like a gold or something with a low res image, you miss all of the stuff that, you know, it's there, but you just can't see it because it's a little bit blurred, but it, it is contributing.
3: Yep. Uh,
2: next question says, can you get decent renders with the laptop? If so, what should we look
1: for? Thanks. I, you mean from a technical standpoint, you can get the exact same render out of a laptop as a workstation. But are you willing to wait? You know, twenty times as long. I'd say it's kind of unrealistic. I've never been able to. I've never been able to work on a laptop as my primary. You know, without, obviously without. I've never had a laptop that was like designed to be a workstation. But if you're asking if you can use just your typical everyday laptop. Probably not. It's it's quite you know the, the reality is you're, you're dealing with something which needs a lot of render power. Yeah, you know, it's not like it's not a game. You know, there's you need the power. I've got four render boxes here and two of the Titan Black video cards. You know, like five grand of render boxes and three and a half grand of graphics cards. Yeah. And I'm still like I need to update that massively. So probably not.
0: Yeah, especially if you want to go into like. Very, hands, simple and, yeah. very
2: simple stuff, very simple stuff. This next one says, is the Cintiq the best touchscreen uh, art tablet? Uh,
1: that one's probably more for you.
0: I would say so, I mean, you have iPads obviously, uh, the iPad Pro, uh, you have the Microsoft Surface but that's more of a sort of a tablet approach. If you want to work uh, with a workstation, I would say Cintiq was, would be the best option. It's an industry standard. Um, there are some different manufacturers that are trying to get into the into the field, but I mean, right now, I would say Wacom has basically a monopoly. Monopoly. Yeah, it's just. No. <laughs> it's, I mean, there's a lot of things I love about. I have the new one. I've finally upgraded to the new one, the 27-inch uh, Cintiq. It's fucking amazing. Uh, but there's still annoying things about it it 's like fuck i 'm paying so much money, and there are some really weird shit that could be easily fixed, and there aren 't so that always help, happens with hardware, but overall, I think uh you know the the newest syntics are or syntics in general are really good um, for what they are, and there is really no alternative in my opinion.
1: you know what I realized the other day just how indestructible Wacom tablets are. You remember yeah, how there was that adorable, meme? Aren't Oh my they? god! Remember that meme where they were like showing the NASA spaceship covered in Nokia phones? Like <laughs> they're using those Nokia phones as the tiling. I like I honestly think the Wacom's are a pretty good contender for that. Like they they take a beating and yeah. still just keep going.
0: Just like, to give you a perspective, my my heat, older since 24 like, inch, I I bought it here in US and then I. Went to Europe for a year. I flew it there and back here <laughs> in the cargo. So it was fucking Toronto, thrown around <laughs> with, by TSA mm. and other assholes in the airport. And it still worked perfectly. Yeah. So Yeah,
1: they're just like, they're indestructible. They're indestructible. Yeah.
0: And I, I, I upgraded not because it was broken or anything. I'm actually selling it. I think I, I already have someone who's going to pick it up. But, um, um,. But Yeah, it's just I want to upgrade it. Uh, I wanted to upgrade for larger screen space and that was that was the only reason to upgrade. It was it was still working perfect and it still works perfectly after like how many years? 5 6 years.
1: It's crazy. Oh, crazy. Uh, <clears throat> uh, what
2: what do you think Grant of the fact that Autodesk bought Arnold? Uh
1: it doesn't really affect like, I think that it's you know, smart move from them, but I I would never use Arnold. I don't think there's anything Arnold has to offer that V-Ray doesn't. You know, that's it's faster. But I think the only reason Autodesk hasn't bought Chaos Group is probably because they, you know, haven't been offered enough. But um, I, I maybe if Arnold was implemented into Max, but the issue with Arnold is is it's not going down that biased pathway. So I just. Uh, yeah it's hard for me to answer it because I don't use, I don't use Arnold. I'm not a fan. Uh, will you be
2: giving uh, FStorm a uh, chance or it in order to try try it
1: out? Yeah, I've given FStorm a chance. I've used it, and I think it's got like it's fast, but then there's just the little things, like when I go to update a material, and I've got a complete, like you look at this material here, I tried to convert these, these materials to FStorm and I would go in and like zoom in on, like say, the fall-off here, which is controlling some kind of reflectivity or glossiness, and I'd sit here and click, and then it would just wouldn't update, and the viewport was going really slow. And then I hit up a couple of other people, and they were experiencing the same thing. Now, will those things get fixed as time goes on? Like 100%, like they have to. But early on, it's uh, it's little things like that which make you scream. So not just yet. But yeah, I think if it's the if, test,
0: right? just if you're new, just
1: around. yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. If you're new, you're making simple scenes. You you know how to use Octane. Why wouldn't you use F Storm? It's very similar. It's free. You know, you know yep. why why pay three hundred and fifty bucks US for Octane? Mm-hmm. I've I've actually been very frustrated with Octane's development because for such an innovative renderer, like being the first company to swap everything to solely GPU, you know. They just had so much potential, and then just put way more development focus on little things like VR and you know their their cloud service. But the actual tiny features that people want, they just kind of stopped working on. Octane remained technically the same render engine for like three or four years. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> how do you yeah.
2: think? How do you think we could uh, reach the price of photor- photographers? Uh, for our work sorry hold on how do you think we could reach the price of photographers for our work because we reached them
1: qu- their quality a lot are on the way S- some studios do charge the same amount as what a photographer will if not more depends no. on
0: which photographer because yeah, if you're talking understand. about top of the line five yeah. ten people in the world they're going to charge millions yeah. and that, yeah. rightfully so they've deserved yeah. by just doing what they're doing for yeah. a fucking long amount of time, and you know the work shows. It's like it's funny because uh, you you, you kind of said it before already. You, know, you went out do, did some photos, and then like oh I can totally do that. And yeah, want to ask you like a question. But would you able to do it with changes like these and that? Yeah, comparing yeah, it yeah. with different like yeah. models or whatever. Um, and that's absolutely true. When you look at an image, you look at just a photo. You're like oh it's a nice photo I, pro- I could probably take it no you fucking couldn't, dude uh, yeah especially if it's yeah. a studio photo there is there is so much setup that goes into a photo shoot that you do not even
1: imagine people underestimate retouches too like working yeah. at cream working at cream they have you know guys who are you know top thirty forty in the world who've been using Photoshop since it existed and the amount of work they do sometimes they do take a photographers work that looks shit and just paint over it almost, you know, mm-hmm. and make it look good. And that can be frustrating, but those jobs, you know, they're not, they're charging a lot of money to do that, you know? So it, it, I've seen jobs where the 3d side is getting billed out more than the photography would have. So I, I think it's just comes down to, I mean, are you talking as a freelancer, like just you yourself because then it can be obviously a lot more difficult. But it kind of comes down once again to how like how much are you willing to defend your pricing. Yeah. And 3D artists, I, I, this is one of the topics I wanted to talk about. 3D artists in general just do not know how to defend themselves at all. It's just not in their skill set. Artists
0: in, in general. You know? Artists in general. Yeah.
1: And if you want, you want to charge more for your work, you need to have that confidence when you're not even just about your folio. But when you're actually talking to the person about the job, you have to make sure that when you're talking to them, you know, like they know that, you know, what the fuck you're talking about. You know, when it's I'm, when about I started art, with art only, no, it's, it's about that business it. aspect. You know, there's that business like ruthlessness, you know, go watch Wolf of Wall Street because the guys who have that skill set, where it's just like, you know, like get the sale, get the sale. You know, they're the ones who might not be as good an artist as you, but they pitched it better, and therefore, you know, they, they had the upper hand. No.
2: Mm. Uh, this, so, next, yeah. this next one says uh, Is Marmoset a good render engine? What are your thoughts on that?
1: I haven't, because I haven't worked in games, I, I haven't really used it, but I think for real time previewing, it's pretty awesome. I remember seeing it early on in development and it was kind of like a new way. It was like a blend between a render engine and a game engine, which was pretty cool. Uh, it was totally different, but then again, I saw a lot of the limitations, you know, with the shading and things like that. But I mean, far out, like nowadays, I don't even know where it's at. I'm sure Unreal Engine, like I'm seeing stuff come out of there that's
3: mm-hmm. you know, just as yeah. good, even
1: though it's faked. Even though the you're not using like fully unbiased ray tracing or anything, the, the fake is still looking pretty damn close to yeah. reality. So, you know, maybe Marmoset's gone the same way. I don't know. Does Marmoset use its own render engine, or is it tapping into another engine like Unreal or something?
0: No, I don't. I, it's I. I think it's standalone.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
2: in one of your tutorials, you said uh, Octane has more realism. Okay out of the box than V-Ray. Can you explain that? And what did? Yep. What do you think of F-Storm? As
1: well? Okay, so uh, when I said that and I remember saying that that was when I was a little bit more biased in terms of like what was possible and since then I've done comparisons where I have been able to match the look of V-Ray with Octane but uh, obviously I went through a learning curve there. So straight out of the box Octane is using its own color space and tone mapping. So if I load this up here, let me just get it started. Sometimes just little, like cut, even though something that might not be physical, applying a grade or coloring adjustment to it can make it look more realistic, and Octane does that out of the box. It's got uh, the Agfa 200 or something like that. Let Let me find it here. Let me see, in the... Lots.
0: Yeah, it has those it like. Uh, this. Yeah, uh,
1: it uses this color adjustment. So if I, I've actually got an older scene here. Sorry, I'll have to give me two seconds, and then I can explain. Sure. I know we don't have much time. God damn it, Warwick! It's all the time
0: you have. <laughs> Pretty much that. So. <laughs> yeah. If have time, then we can talk as much as you can. Okay. This is a special one. You're a special person.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So this is rendering here, right? And now out of the box, I can turn off the curves and the, the light file, and it's going to look like this. But out of the box, Octane by default has this color adjustment baked in. You know, it's very subtle, but say on the gold, just little things that you notice. There's more of a green tinge through the gold. Now, will this work on every scene? No, but Octane has a whole bunch of different lut files that you can load, so I can go in and apply, you know, different effects, and yeah, it'll, it'll give bloom different and looks. Uh... Yeah, there's there's real time bloom. So another thing that V-Ray doesn't have is real time bloom and glare. And I actually, spoke to the uh, one of the developers of V-Ray, and it was like, dude like uh, enough is enough. Like so many people want it and you guys just haven't delivered it. Like, is there any chance that you can look into it? And they, he was saying like, don't you dare tell anyone that I said that I look into it because I can't promise anything, but I'm pretty, <laughs> he's like, I don't want to over deliver. I don't want anyone to get any ideas. Like, I don't know how difficult this is going to be, but I'll take a look at it. So I'm pretty confident in the next, uh, you know, five, six months. We'll see, Maybe that's just a random number. I'm just kind of trying to be generous here. We'll see yeah. real time bloom and glare. Yeah, having a l- real time
0: bloom and glare in in V-ray RT would be perfect. I, I like that they are updating RT to be almost as in par yeah. with uh, oh, there's the still, so many, render.
1: There's so many little things that just yeah. are missing. It's so frustrating. Like, I tried to use VRA RT in the latest lighting lesson, and it doesn't support. In the V-Ray lights, there's this is setting here I'll show you called directionality, and that will like hone in the focus of the light to more of like a, a, a tiny spotlight.
3: Mm-hmm. And
1: it doesn't—that's I used that feature in production when I was doing early tests, and then I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this lesson in V-Ray RT or at least parts of it. And the whole, the main fucking key light in the scene doesn't have that feature supported. I've actually a question,
0: Do you have? Um, uh, see, I'm adjusting in, it. It's not in, making any yeah, change. In in your lighting uh, course, do you teach <clears> gobos <throat> as well,
1: or? Teach gobos? Yeah. Not I, that's, yet.
0: That's that's, I'm, that's something I'm curious about because I I've not tried yet. to find I'm... setups on how to set up like nice gobos. Often mm. seem to do, does it really well, uh, especially with Cinema 4D. But Max and V-Ray. I I've, for I've been trying to, like so many different things, and I never get the results I want. You know, like almost like the perfect projection of uh, of a texture into uh, into the scene. So, but that's like a I, subject.
1: I, I in later lessons, but right now, like I'm I'm trying to focus on in the lighting course, like how I approach a scene. Because I, I always said that the progression was going to be from learning the, the shaders, then the modeling, then how to put together a whole scene, you know, like obviously across the three courses. And then I realized that people wanted a little bit more theory in the lighting, which was a little bit difficult because I was self-taught, you know, I didn't learn yeah. lighting like a photographer would. So, for me, it was just pixels on the screen, you know? Just do whatever it takes to make the image look good. And now I'm realizing that I have to go back and learn, like, kind of the fundamentals of lighting myself. It helps, order- for sure. Yeah. And yeah. I've, I've improved as an artist myself. But when I started, I was only trying to teach how I did it, you know? not it's, it's how. It's funny
0: because, like, if you would try to organize a photo shoot, like a legit photo shoot, uh, yeah. I did that for, uh, being an apprentice for, uh, our teacher at learn squared, Jing uh, Jingna Zhang, um, yeah. artistic photography course. And I did that as mm-hmm. a part of, um, a homework and setting up the, the photo shoot made me realize how light placement, light yeah. direction, yeah. uh, filters, modifiers, uh, power, uh, distance between objects, like. All of those things model mm-hmm. uh, the light in a different way, and once you start was... get a grasp on that, it, it kind of gives you like when you look at especially product uh, photos, and you're always mm-hmm. wondering like how do they achieve a specific like highlight or something, right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. you, you start to understand uh, when you when you do that in real life, when you actually use uh, strobes and and um, and professional equipment, you. you kind of get the idea okay this is how it works this is how modifiers are used and when you apply that to your uh, when you're building a scene that totally changes the the way you're actually like uh, approaching it and the way you're um, building the scene because then when you're creating a light for instance right like a rectangular light you're not Mm -hmm. thinking about oh it's gonna be yay big right yeah. No, you're thinking yeah. like, okay, this is gonna be two by four feet, or this is gonna yeah. be five feet octa, and that you can't what, change the scale. So. Yeah, and and when you when you when you sort of place that, then you can sort of start moving it around a little bit, and yeah. that gives yeah. you that that studio sort of result,
1: you know. Yes, you're so. moving the light further away to get the, the size difference, and then you're increasing yeah. the strength because as you go away, whereas in three D. What I was trying to explain was I didn't learn it like that. I had HDR light studio where it's basically, you know, you just click where you want the light and then you adjust (laughs) the properties. In reality, if you saw, if you were to convert an HDR light studio scene into a studio scene, some of the lights would be 50 by 80 meters, you know, and (laughs) stretching, stretching into the distance. Like it wouldn't physically be possible to do that. But you know, at the end of the day, it's just an image, you know, whatever whatever you have to do to get the reflection to wrap around where you want, that's what you do. And now I'm realizing how far away from reality I was. So I've worked with a lot of photographers and I've always had like a kind of mix. Like there's been scenes where the photographer has like been completely anal, giving me dimensions of all the lights, giving me like photos of his his shoot where he's put everything and then... I, I go in and match all that effort and render it and I'm like it just doesn't look right and then I'll go put one simple V-ray light in with no textures just you know from a, like kind of mm-hmm. e- trying to estimate what he was doing and it looks better and it's more in situ so there's always a bit of that blend there because yeah, yeah. they use photographers bounce light so much and that's such a like computationally in like expensive thing to do in 3D Yeah. like if you've got a car why like why bounce light off the wall in order to create a gradient, and then you've got things like you know the exposure. You don't know like, the exposure setting, so you don't know how bright that light was. You don't know how bright the walls yeah, diffuse you have, color yeah, is. Yeah, like, a full spectrum yeah. of settings. Yeah, a full spectrum in order to replicate the, what that light's doing. Or you could just go into HTL Light Studio and just slap it there in in 3D space, yeah. and you know. Uh, this-
2: Going into the next question, says, what's the best way to learn materials in V-Ray?
0: Mastering CGI. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking, dude. It's fucking, it's the best right now. I don't think there's anything else that there's, okay, so we can f- you can definitely You've got find... the free lesson
1: too, if you don't yeah. want to buy anything. You've got my free lesson, so.
0: And you can find a lot of free shit on the internet, but it's not going to look great. You know, like when, I, when I watch part. your stuff, I can see not only what you're teaching, but also results and the results are amazing. Yep. And it's sort of like validating. Exactly. Sorry, I cut you. I cut you out. Here. No, no,
1: no. No, go for it. Go for it. I was just trying to um, just reiterate, you know, like it is if you don't want to buy anything, you don't have to buy anything. You want to pirate my course, pirate the course, you know, but I, I've put a lot of effort. I and I'm not trying to be egotistical. Uh, about the result of things, but I've put probably more effort into material creation than, you know, 99.9% of artists. So uh, check out the free lesson. If you like it, go for it. If you can't afford it, pirate it. But at the end of the day, just as long as you learn.
3: Yeah.
2: I hear you guys talking a lot about uh, software and UI, but what do you guys think about the interactions between human and machine software? I mean, we work with a fucking mouse and keyboard.
1: Like you're talking like sexually or <laughs> <laughs> stuffing
0: into your asshole. Oh Jesus Christ! How <laughs> did it like
1: that one from zero to a 100 real quick? Yes, <laughs> this is
0: all about that. You just have to, you just have to be, you oh. know, brave on those parts. I'm lucky.
1: For some reason, my eyesight, like I've still got 20-20 vision after all this time. Maybe my eyesight's going to diminish in five years. Who knows? But um, I I sometimes really, really hate computers. I hate the repetition. And I hate the fact that, you know, your wrists can get sore. And you've got to push through this RSI feeling. And, you know, it it sometimes does feel a bit monotonous. But at the end of the day like it is like it's just a certain type of creation you know whether or not you're building a house with your hands or building a house in a computer like i think it's just it comes down to if you like creating stuff and what you're creating it on shouldn't really matter yeah
0: well i mean you also what what works for you is your boxing right and that that's, yes. that's yep. really important to have something that we're you're gonna step out as, outside of your studio
1: Yes, and, and do something <laughs>
0: physical. Because <laughs> uh, oh. sitting in front of a computer is just gonna
1: destroy you. I I can say right now the biggest change I made in my entire career was stepping outside and being physical and healthy, you know, and going down that path, you know, the the, the active lifestyle path. Yeah. Because until then, I like I said, I've already said it on this stream. You know, I was a monster. If you just get wrapped up in this stuff you know, you go, uh, you go insane, literally. Like, you go insane. You've got to get out there. You've got to stay healthy and active, you know, work out, eat, eat good. Just eating the right food makes sitting at the computer so much easier. Like, I was literally that textbook example of someone living on Red Bull and Takeaway <laughs> and sleeping under my desk. and work
0: short term. Yeah, it
1: works short term, but the amount of times I burned out and hated life, like not just (laughs) CGI, but like hated life in general. Like it made me depressed as a person, and it has been a long time since I have felt that down feeling where you're like, I can't get out of this. Like, what have I done to myself? (laughs) So,
0: yeah, I make I'm always make that mistake when I'm really overworked. (laughs) There's a lot of going on, like a lot of projects going on. Yeah. Uh, it's just like the idea, oh, I don't have time to to exercise. And it's the worst mistake you can make.
1: Not no, taking care got of it. your body. You've gotta yeah. Yeah. Got do it. You've just like you've gotta do it. Yeah. There's no other way around it.
0: And eating, eating is so important. Like yep. eating the right stuff. Um you know it's it's all of your gut bacteria, the, the way you feed yep. your body, it all goes yep. through the gut. And your gut bacteria is basically almost regulating the way you feel you can be yeah. working 20 hours and be as productive as someone who's working 8 hours because he's taking care of himself you know and
1: you know, you're, you're thinking
0: you're working hard you know yeah yeah
1: you know, you're sitting at a computer for 8 hours how much sugar are you having in that time like how many like how many insulin spikes have you had and you've gone up and down throughout the day yeah. like i used to be extremely moody you know i could be really happy or really angry and it turns out that that was just a direct correlation with mm-hmm. my addiction to sugar you know yep. and it made me working with other people harder to work with because they're like well, you know what the hell's wrong with you like you were happy two hours ago like what happened you know, nothing <laughs> happened in the office nothing happened on the in work it's just the way my body was reacting my to not, crush yeah Walk not off. having sugar yeah, like so true. Yeah, you know, it kind of like simple things like that can yep. affect your relationship with mm-hmm. you know with your work.
2: Uh, this next question is <clears throat> why are you, why are so many people using V-Ray over Mental Ray?
0: <laughs> 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 That's uh, a joke you question. You fucking troll. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, next question. Uh-oh. How to choose the career after, or how do you choose a career after you've various, you tried various tasks? Like, I paint environments, character designs, uh, props, visual effects, and after effects. How should I choose when do whatever you, you love, love everything? Most.
1: Yeah, whatever you love the most. Like, I've just gone down that path. I started out, I love modeling. Didn't know what shading was, didn't know what texturing was. I just loved modeling and did that. I got sick of modeling, tried to find something else that I loved. You know, I looked at animation. I looked at a few things and made a list of like 10 things, looked at what I thought was the most fun and then went down that path. You know, it's just a feeling you get. Like you can't, you can't force yourself down a career path. that just doesn't work. You've got to do what you love doing. And it's that simple. If yeah. you don't, if, if you don't feel it, like right now, if you're not sitting at your desk thinking, shit, you know, like I really want to make some shaders, then... You know, probably not best to be a shading artist, but I I still, after all this time working this stuff, wake up some days and I'm like, I just really feel like making a sand shader for no fucking reason. You know, (laughs) it's just so random, but it's like that there is just like, I don't know why I want to do it, but I want to do it. So you know, it's that feeling that made me go down the material creation path. It's just really fun. Yeah. Uh,
0: Let
2: me see. I deleted
1: the question on accident. Hold on. Yeah, guys, don't be reliant on
0: sugar. Fuck sugar. (laughs) Get on a keto keto diet. (laughs) (laughs) I would
1: just say just eat whenever you're hungry and until you're full and just use some common sense, you know? Yeah. Have some sugar, but just don't gorge on it, you know? Yep. Just nice balance.
0: I've been actually trying keto diet for a couple of days now. Well, not super clean one. It's basically... You know, I've cut my carbs to maybe twenty percent, fifteen percent, and mm-hmm. completely replaced it with uh, with uh, fats. So like peanut butter and yeah. nuts and all that stuff. And it's basically like sixty percent of my diet is basically of healthy fats. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, I can, I can. For first few days, I felt like shit because I had sugar sugar cravings. Yeah, because yeah. like it's a it's a fucking drug. It's like it you're is getting addicted to it it is a drug so you feel it's like you feel drug. like you it's almost like crack like ah, it, <laughs> haven't you seen that um, image
1: haven't you seen the image where they put people through an mri machine and yeah. you can see that sugar lights up not in the not an identical way but in a very similar way yeah. it's lighting up your brain it's giving it a similar you response easier yeah. that
0: but i can yep. tell you that not only i feel better it's not for everyone by the way right but I do feel better. I I, yeah. I don't get cravings. When I see a fucking ice cream, like, eh, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> You'll get them. You'll yeah, get I, them. I, I rather it f- always
1: comes yeah, back. Of course. It always comes I, back. I'd rather but... eat
0: kale. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, dear. I've got kale sitting in my fridge right now. It hasn't just, been touched. just like, it's time to um, snack. <laughs> kale. <laughs> oh, you need to, it's crazy how much more you need to eat when you're not having sugar. Like, oh, I just yes. ate, like, two hours ago. Like, I can't, like... You know, it just, it's just devouring it's, a full garden of vegetables. That's yeah, yes, you can eat like it's ridiculous. Yeah. But
0: hey, you're getting full. I, you know, I, I'm like when I get like handful of almonds or or even peanut butter. Peanut butter is great. Like if you just look yeah. for one that doesn't have any added sugar or anything, you just like take up <laughs> of spoons and, and you're full. Exist. Like you don't want to eat anything. You're just like fully full.
2: Yeah, so, yeah. I eat know, a, p- I eat raw almonds like every day, yeah. just like there.
0: They're de- helps a lot. fucking depleting water in in California, but that's not the other that's the other <laughs> subject. They're like a bunch of almonds take as much water as you showering for. A yeah, day I day believe that man. Just give me uh, one
1: second. I'll be back in a second. <laughs> yeah, no <Sure>. worries. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, dude, diet diet definitely helps. It's just like when you when you eat shitty, you just feel shitty. Um, but when you eat well, you're gonna feel much better. Take time to exercise. Holy fuck. I haven't been training jujitsu for months and I've been mad at myself for not doing that. I just went back to the class yesterday and I felt so spent after two hours mm-hmm. that I just, I had to sit down for 20 minutes cause I was, I was dizzy as fuck. Like I just, I just went too much. Right. Um, and I was like, Oh my God, like three hours, like getting there 40 minutes, getting back 20 minutes cause it's like off traffic anymore after that. Um, it was like 3 4 hours out of home there was so much productive work i could do bullshit I, when i came back i did way more than i expected i would do in an hour and and it's because i was fresh and that you know i was uh, feeling better i was feeling physically fucking tired but mentally like reborn so it's good yeah, yeah you, just you just Bye. have to mm-hmm. it's the best thing so that can happen for you just ex- like exercising doing something that is good for your body Doing it regardless of you, whether you feel you have time or not, just find time, just uh, just plan it in your week. Yep. Do it at least once a week if you, if you cannot do it more often than that. You, it's gonna make a difference. So, so you reckon
1: one more question and then I'll uh, yeah I'll yeah head let's off. do I'll that. Get back onto yeah my, uh, yeah you've course. been generous enough to be with us. Yeah for no, so Quite a long time so good here, so. so good so good fun.
0: So
2: last last questions. Um, I'm gonna put these together, but uh, it says, uh, "Do you do you plan on doing an architectural series, um, and or lighting?" I'm sorry, it says, uh, "Do a series of architectural and interior tutorials from scratch, uh, lighting a scene, post processing,
1: etc." Do you have plans mm-hmm. to do those kind of? So my plan for that is because I haven't worked as an architectural visualization artist and I've always been pretty honest with myself there. I did a lesson on it in the V-Ray course. And I thought that was one of the, the worst, like one of the you know shittier lessons that I did. And that was because I realized that when, when I'm doing my teaching, you've got to be very thorough with everything. And I couldn't be with that because I just hadn't done it enough. But I do know guys like, you know, like Daniel Rudishward, you know, I feel like what would be more effective is teaching a guy like that how to make his own lessons and then letting him do that content, if that makes sense. You know, like yeah. teaching how I teach, but he has all the knowledge behind how the actual scenes put together and the, the workflow there. Because I, I could probably do it myself and it just wouldn't look like I couldn't feel good about that charging for that when I know there's some other guy out there who could do a better job. Yeah. If that makes sense. You're like I, I would rather be doing if I'm doing it, I want it to be the best it can be.
0: Shit. I would want to do uh hard surface modeling in Max or you know, V ray settings, but you know, mm-hmm. I would not do the be- best yeah. job at it.
1: Yeah. So Yeah, fun doing it, but yeah. whether or not someone's gonna be able to use that in production and trust it, you know. Yeah. Is 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 like I've taught things, and this is one of the weirdest things. When you learn stuff as when you are in production, and it's wrong, it's just you are on to the next job. But when you teach people things that's wrong, you are like you realize the influence you have. You are like holy shit, you know. Like there is people having arguments on forums about this, and I was the one who told them to do it that way, and I was mm-hmm. wrong. You know, like yeah. you've got to you've got to kind of respect that if you if not good enough to teach it then don't teach it because it's just not going to be, you're going to be potentially causing more harm than good. So will I do something again on ArcViz in the lighting course? I I will, but in terms of like dedicated lessons, my goal is to try and convince some of these other guys to teach. Cool,
0: awesome. All right, we went through questions, Uh, Mm it was fun. Uh, Yeah, do we have any current events?
2: uh i have a few but if grant needs to leave yeah we if, you,
0: if you, if you, if you... Uh, what do you mean
1: by events Oh, uh, we just like...
0: talk about like some news and you know what's going on in the world of yeah I've got art. like 10 minutes got all right 10 minutes. Cool. let's let's go through a few
2: um well uh, first off have you guys heard about tesla's new uh master plan
0: No, yeah, what sw- is it yeah he's, doing, yeah he's planning on
2: doing yeah uh, he's planning on doing a bunch of different things basically but uh one of them is he's going to be doing like a kind of like an Uber, but it's renting out uh, Teslas that are not going to be used, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's right. it's basically making money off of uh, people that aren't using their Tesla at the time so they could rent them out. Um, oh, so it's kind like of like Airbnb, thing, but with yeah. cars. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Right. It's so really Elon exciting. Musk just wants to take over the world so exactly. he can prevent... Pretty much. He if pre- he tends to at any from point for all <laughs> yeah he's
2: he's got a lot of really cool uh things going on there's another thing It's just he's making semi trucks uh you know for for uh exporting and you know all that stuff uh delivering big loads but these trucks are gonna have um uh solar panels above you know, on top of them you know and these are just—it's like it's going to change the world drastically. Automated, yeah, like yeah.
1: they just drive themselves. Yeah, of, even
2: automated, exactly. Yeah. that's, that's going to be it's huge. So crazy. We were
1: born twenty, thirty years too early. <laughs> yeah. I wanted hover cars, and I, I was never given it. You know, I don't I, know, I'm man. Really,
0: I think we were born in games. the right time because you—you see <laughs> the whole transition from no phones or or like line oh. phones, where you actually have to dial by fucking. Moving that ring around. And if someone had zeros in his uh, uh, phone number, you would curse him for being a fucking idiot. Fucking (laughs) idiot. So many zeros.
1: What about like, okay, we've missed like reversal of aging. Talk about being born a little bit too early. Imagine uh, getting to like sixty or seventy years old on your deathbed. You bed. can't
0: have everything. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, believe I just it. wanted I believe immortality.
1: It. Is it so much to ask? Right, <laughs> but then someone would say,
0: like, "Do you remember those times where there were when there were no cell phones?" And you're like, "Yeah, I remember those times." Whereas Four now it's again. like, "What are you talking about? No cell phones? Like no internet? What?"
2: Yeah, one of the biggest uh, <laughs> things that I like, I really hit me was like. Eventually, our daughters are going to, like, come home, and they're going to be like, look look what I got, you know. They got a new, like, a bionic mean, arm or something. You mean, you oh. mean it's it's like, taking off like, their
0: VR goggles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: But it's just, like, replacing limbs for better, efficient, you know, limbs and stuff. That's going to be crazy. Yeah.
1: Like or they just print it at home. Yeah. You know, like uh bi <laughs> like biomolecular printing, that's gonna be crazy when they can like mm-hmm. turn carbon into anything and then print it like at home. You know?
0: I think ready player good. one is what the future is gonna be like. A lot of VR and outside world yeah, really shitty. <laughs> Mix yeah.
1: of VR. What's the um something AR magic loop or magic leap? They're yeah, using magic. that uh Yeah oscillating fiber optic you know projector it's like a it's like a fiber optic cable that like rotates as they pass a color of light through it and because of motion blur your eye perceives it as an image because it's oscillating so fast and the color's changing it's like projecting out points of light that you know in real time you know end up looking like an image being beamed directly into your retina it's yeah, just crazy it's so the amount of, yeah, like that's going to be totally, like when you're walking around, there's no phone or like you're not sitting down at a desk to work anymore because mm-hmm. your whole vision is the screen. Like imagine working in 3ds max or in a, in a concept painting and being able to just like walk around it, you know, scale yeah. it, move it all with touch gestures. It's pretty crazy. The
2: future is crazy. Facebook yeah, actually man. finally launched their, uh, their massive solar Powered internet drone too.
0: Uh, Damn, so that's that's gonna be crazy. And then, dude, imagine the those, those flying, flying over
1: or... North Korea, and
0: China. <laughs> you
1: know? Boston Dynamics, have you seen those robots? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my god! Like you know, all right. So you know that are like behind closed doors. There's like mm-hmm. military contracts being written. Yeah. And you just fucking know they're strapping yep. mini guns on those goddamn.
0: <laughs> they do.
1: You know they're strapping mini guns on those they things. Do. Like what do you do? Like you're in Syria and you see like this like horse dog robot coming over the hill with two miniguns attached to it, you like linked link to a drone, <laughs> You know, like ah, oh, we're in trouble. Yeah, we're in trouble. Happening. AI goes crazy. <laughs> if AI goes crazy and those things learn how to reproduce themselves, mm-hmm. like it's like, literally like a T five hundred or something. It's
0: gonna be a apocalypse, robop- <laughs> but without a <laughs> toaster yeah, and microwave. Yeah, exactly, like yeah, yeah, Ellen yeah, Musk exactly. said
1: Elon Musk said his biggest fear is yeah. the AI becoming out of control mm-hmm. because of where do you draw? Like at what point does it become self-aware? Like once it can start to learn, does it just start to learn exponentially? And then yeah. like before you fucking know it.
2: Yeah. He's not the only literally, one said that too.
1: <laughs> yeah. He I said think- he's investing like, I think it was like 10 million or something he invested this year or last year into the ways of staining like, you know, AI, mm-hmm. like in keeping it, Contained. Like, I don't.
0: Like, I don't think you can stop it. Really, because <laughs> you, you're gonna. You can make legislation and you know pay money yep. to stop it. Then there's always going to be some asshole that has more money. Yep. that's Like fuck it, I want to do it. And you just and do it yeah. doors. Yeah. I think what's going to happen is uh, there is sort of it's going to be almost like an evolution of what what humanity is and how it's going to yeah. connect to uh, AI.
1: People don't care about their privacy anymore. Yeah, They'll log they into don't. that Pokemon Go thing and give Google <laughs> complete complete access to their entire account. Yeah. Who cares? You got to catch them all. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: and it's like real time recording of your whereabouts and your place yeah. and pretty much a full full real time map of your world, including like your personal given- life and family and everything, depending
1: where you play. <laughs> It's like
0: government <laughs> conspiracy, there. It's
1: like Google knows more about you than like your your wife or something, you know. Yeah. Like your wife would love to have that information on you.
3: Yeah.
1: But shit. oh well. uh, Another no thing can. is
2: separate separate news. Uh, the Stranger Things. Have you guys watched that yet on Netflix?
1: No, I haven't. Stranger- really, really Stranger awesome
2: show.
0: Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, I just binged watched it. Uh, Did you? Oh, yeah, I only fuck, watched. Yeah, the, I loved the
2: episode or the second episode. And I'm if like, you haven't like, seen it,
0: go see it. I think uh, I think the worst thing we could do is just to hype it even more, because <laughs> it's just like it's gonna become one of those uh, one of those shows that everyone is talking about how fucking awesome it is, it's and great. then you watch it, and because you're overhyped, you're not enjoying it as much. So mm, yeah. mm. no, it's it's awesome. Just go watch it on Netflix. It
2: great production. Okay.
0: It's really well done. Mm-hmm.
2: So that's pretty much it. Uh, What's it about? I, um, it's basically about like, it's, I don't know, aliens. If you I'd don't say. wanna okay. spoil I'm too
0: sold. much, yeah. If you don't wanna spoil too much, think of, think of Super Eight, but like really, okay. but but actually well done.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because you, you kind of lost me there for a second. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. But great. like, imagine
0: Super Eight with a good script and <laughs> and production value. Mm, <laughs> nice. Yeah. I yeah, guess that would yeah. be the closest uh, you can get without spoiling too much. It's it's really good. I've enjoyed. I've been. I just like I started watching first episode. I was like no, I'm gonna fucking watch it, the whole thing until I until I'm done. I'm not gonna go to sleep. It just has to, it has to happen. So it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to
2: make it last. Like watch an episode. Oh, per fuck week. it, watch it all.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Alrighty, guys. I'm uh I'm gonna. I've, got, I've just got We're to keep actually. going on this lighting lesson. The guys have been waiting so long now and yeah, we, we, th- th- this has been good for like last night. Up, I was, I was going crazy, you know, trying to finish this lesson, like recording like little, I used to, with the V-Ray lessons, I used to be able to do some of those like in four or five hours. Mm-hmm. I just sit down, record it, start to finish, you know, edit a few things. Now it's just like so much more involved with trying to yeah. break this stuff down. But, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And thanks each for like checking out the uh, the interview.
0: Dude, amazing. I'm yeah, really you. glad you... Yeah, I mean, mean so I love perfect. what you
1: guys are doing with LearnSquared too. I felt like there was always a, a gap with concept art, you know, who was teaching concept art besides Noman? And, you know, you guys have kind of filled that hole. So... Yeah, it's there's really a few cool. names. The guys Austin, at brainstorm are
0: doing a great job too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, there are obviously other schools. Just like yeah. we yeah. have a little different formula. We networks. don't just those though. We yeah. Anyways, dude, thanks for thanks for joining uh, the stream. Thanks for being here, no, answering great, all man. the questions and talking. To us. It was fucking awesome. And you know, anytime you want to talk and, uh, and yeah. have another stream, just yeah, feel free, join us. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind jumping
1: that. in on one of your uh, art streams. You know. Yeah, for if you, sure. If you want to talk more about three D and that stuff, I'd I'd happily jump Yeah, dude, in. we
0: do those uh, Twitch streams. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. You could. You're always fucking welcome. You know? How did you
1: get um, that relationship where you're like uh, featured by them? By, uh, we I saw just, that the other day, where you're like a partner. You know? Yeah, we yeah. we're
0: now officially partners, uh, which means you know um, we have some some extra benefits from just just being there and Twitching. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it comes okay. with the fact that we have to be pretty much consistent, which is all something we already planned to do. Right, um, right. We obviously so cannot say exactly exact points <laughs> of what the partnership does, but you know it it opens up more doors. Put it this way. Um, from perspective of a viewer it doesn't really change much um apart from the fact that now for sure we're going to be twitching at least twice a week um yeah. but yeah it's just um it's just consistency i guess and uh and and what you're doing you know but i guess um i mean they've noticed what we've been doing so um so that mm-hmm. was good you know and yeah, so you to nice. keep doing I mean, it it's just awesome um you know, we, are, we realize that much like you, what you said, it's just like we realize there is a point of entry for what students can afford. Some students yeah. can afford to take classes, uh, others cannot. And mm-hmm. what we try to do is make sure that if, even if you cannot, at least you can come over and enjoy, you know, yeah. uh, spending yeah. time with us as we talk about uh, s- specific subjects or answer questions and just do something on the screen, you know. Um, and we just want to. Keep I don't doing think that we
1: would have chosen teaching if it was about money. You know what I mean? Like, I, like deep yeah. down, I really feel that you know, like, like I'm. Yeah, it's
0: a byproduct I, of yeah. what you
1: do. I mean, it's just the fact that you share have to. Knowledge.
0: Yeah, it's sharing knowledge. It's it's funny because you you share knowledge. Um, it's almost like giving away your ten years of twenty years of. Yeah, you like in it gives you the same three. feeling you
1: give a, a homeless guy when you give him five bucks. You know, like yeah. it's. uh, for me, like, yeah, it's great, like if you want to support the artist, but I just like getting this stuff out of my head, you know? Yeah. And filling it with, you know, boxing or something else in life. Like it's it's yeah. been in there too long. Like you know, it's it's time for other people to take it and improve on it. And That's you another know, thing there's... I love seeing. When when you see people do better than what you did, you know, using what yeah. you yeah so. Oh,
0: Hell yeah. yeah! That's the best. That's the best feeling in the world. Yeah, and yeah. I am better than you. Fuck yeah! yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: I totally agree. I mean, obviously, there's a business behind it. You know, you you're doing it out of passion, but also you have to value your time as well. You know, mm-hmm. especially when you need to. But that's true. The one of the reasons to do that because if you want to be teaching, unless you're like a behemoth like Nomon, right? Uh, yeah. or, or or art center or something, then yeah. it's not really, it's not really like you can definitely make better if you if you do something else for sure. Yeah. Um, so you, you're not necessarily going in with the idea that you're gonna make a bank. Uh, that's not the goal. I mean, it's more of a byproduct uh, of the support that you're getting just by being a person that delivers that knowledge. You know, and yes, yeah, it, you know, it feels good.
1: It feels good to be able to help people. Like throughout, since I've started the course, you know, there's been guys who have, you know, messaged me saying I've saved them $50,000 on rendering power because they were just about to buy, you know, like guys who were struggling with their bills. And they're like, dude, you saved us from having to spend that because we were just rendering wrong. Something simple as that, you're like, holy shit. Like I actually, like if if I had not created that lesson, that guy was fucked, you know, like he was, he was potentially going bankrupt because they couldn't afford to render all the stuff off in the right time. There's been guys who've gotten jobs from what I've been teaching. I mean, that's just such a great feeling when, oh, when someone yeah. tells you, like, the best. dude, like, I can't believe it. Like, I finally got this job I wanted. Like, thank you so much. You're like, holy shit. Like, I, you know, it puts it in, Sometimes you just sit there and you feel like you're going crazy recording a lesson, but then you think, you know, holy, this actually might, really help some people like dimitri the guy who's helping me on lesson six he's from tajikistan you know what i mean he's working for some random you know cgi company over there and he was able to learn from me and then take my position at cream and now he's doing work that was better than anything i was doing there you know all within (laughs) the space of like a year and a half and you're like holy shit like what is going on? Like, it's, awesome. it's a really good feeling. Yeah, I love, I love teaching. are the best, for sure. I love teaching. I, I, love it way more than working for another boss or something like that. But uh, yeah, yeah. because
0: I'm, I'm mean, literally you're just doing something cool that you wanna do anyways, and you just happen to talk about it as you're yes. doing it. So, yeah. it's, it's awesome, you know. And you're not really asking for much, you know. You, no, you know, the lessons you, the, no, the course you have. Medicine.
1: You know, yeah, I have had a massive amount of support and at times I haven't even deserved it. You know what I mean? I have been so far from perfect. Like I've made so many mistakes doing this stuff, but when it's all said and done, you know, like all the negative stuff aside, I feel like I've made more of a positive influence, you know, and that's, yeah. you know, that's just what keeps you going. So I feel yeah. like I've been in a pretty good headspace the last few months. Like one of the things for me was consistently updating things, whether it was, you know, Little or, or big, it didn't matter. Like It was just keeping that consistency. So now that I'm not boxing <laughs> nowhere near as much, it just feels good, you know? It just feels good to get that I'm stuff. just reading from comments. From just, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah the I, I know. The fucking Steven <laughs> Davidson, you piece of shit. He's, he's been supporting me for like three years now. Just Keep pedaling, <laughs> keep
1: pedaling. Yeah, <laughs> appeal to <he's>, his ego. <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to do it. He's... Uh-huh. Yeah, he, Steven's been a supporter literally since the, <laughs> I think, the pre-sale. Like, when I when I didn't even know what the hell mastering V-Ray was. So. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome.
0: awesome. All right, dude. Uh, thanks, for, <laughs> thanks, thanks for being here. Thanks thank for everyone who, who joined us live. Uh, sorry for technical issues. Uh, it's totally my fault. I'm trying yep, new, new setups. In. What I want to do is basically improve uh, production quality of this and potentially make more. Uh, of Art Cafes and it's also going to apply directly to the life, uh, the Twitch streams for Learn Squared. So it's all of this experimental phase where shit just goes wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're going to nail it. We're going to nail it. It's just hardware and software. That's really what it is and we're just going to figure it out and make sure that we don't have those hiccups anymore. Uh, either way, thanks for joining us. Uh, that was Otherwise, an man. amazing thanks, episode thanks. and uh, till the next time guys. Peace.
1: Yeah. Peace See you guys. Man. Thanks for yeah. watching.